Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit w2mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. Well, damn, that's good timing. (laughs) Hey, look at that. All right, so I got to warn you, I'm watching on my app again. I'm a little bit behind, so more of a stream of consciousness than an actual play-by-play. But good afternoon, evening, whenever you happen to be listening and or watching, everybody, and welcome into a special Sunday edition of the Broadhurst Walking Sports Report, Sports in Black and White. I'm Harry Broadhurst. He's he's Eric Eric Watkins, <laughs> and his garbage ass team's about to get annihilated. You you you, you say that yet if, if we're looking at the opening possession, feeling each other out. Everything is good. We're off to a decent start for the first 30 seconds. All right, so let's go ahead and give everybody the heads up as to why this is happening. My girlfriend's coming into town next week. I will not be available on Thursday. So <laughs> I see that. <laughs> so in the in, in the interest of actually giving you guys a show this week, it turns out that my Kansas Jayhawks and Eric's Miami Hurricanes, you'll notice the U jersey that he's wearing, Play each other today in the Elite Eight at 2.20 p.m. Eastern. Well, wouldn't you know, it's like 2.21 p.m. Eastern as we're doing this. And Eric and I are here to give you an idea as to what's going on in the game. Kind of a stream of consciousness review like we did for Florida Iona a couple of weeks ago. Except this one is guaranteed to ruffle at least one of our feathers. Because the winner of this game goes to the Final Four to play Villanova next Saturday night. And then I'm just going to I'm just going to say I'm gonna congratulate your Jayhawks. You've had a wonderful season when we take care of business and have our Cinderella story and get Coach L to another final four. You will have nothing whatsoever to hang your heads on. Motherfucker, this is your first Elite Eight. Let's not count your chickens before they hatch. I'm just saying look at George Mason. He's done this before. I tell you to act like you've been there, but you've never been there. All the more reason we go, we do quite well in uncharted waters, if you haven't noticed. Game tied at two, 18 minutes and 38 seconds left in the first half. Uh, oh, Chayabaji bringing the ball up the court as we have this conversation. Floater, make it uh, four to two Jayhawks. All right, anyways. So rather than giving you guys full play-by-play here, we figure we talk about what's going on in the world of sports over the course of the past couple of days. And there's been some new breaking news and some intriguing situations. Deshaun Watson's press conference in Cleveland, for one, still proclaiming his innocence. I, that boy ain't ever going to learn. I mean, well, first of all, it's Cleveland. No disrespect to the city of Cleveland. But he's not going to oh, get his plenty- name... <laughs> <laughs> Plenty disrespect to the city of Cleveland. Continue. He's not going to get into the same kind of trouble that he was alleged to have gotten in. The Texas Grand Jury, to be fair, declined to press any charges. That's why I'm saying allegedly, but you're not going to get that kind of particular service in Cleveland. And even if you were, Choices would be limited, and in I was going to say, caliber. 
<laughs> I would I would say that you could possibly get the services. They just wouldn't be the quality of what you're going to get in Texas, specifically Houston. True. Seven four Miami. Seventeen minutes twenty five seconds left in the first half. All right. Um, the other thing about the whole Deshaun Watson thing is, is do you think he even needed to address it at all? I feel like this is beating a dead horse at this point for him. I think he should have focused, instead of focusing on what was, focus on what you want to be up in Cleveland and leave those ghosts behind, as it were. And I completely agree. Cleveland made a massive trade. They're giving him an even more massive deal. It's just, look, the state of the Browns is still eternal flux. Focus on, hey, I'm coming here. The team is on the rise. I'm going to try to bring it back going to do something winning championships yes i do acknowledge the past but that's when i was with another team this is me going forward right now you're getting a different me that's all you necessarily had to say now if when if and when and i'm sure he was because i didn't see the press conference a little bit occupied when reporters and i know dealing and dabbling a bit in sports journalism I probably would have been one of the people to maybe ask a softer question in that regard. But when reporters ask questions about everything that happened, give a limited response, not quite nonchalant, but just like dismissive acknowledging. Pay the situation the reverence with which it deserves while not focusing on it. Said it a lot better than I could. Just... It it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me to focus on to focus on the past if you're trying to create a brand new start in in Cleveland. Christian Braun goes one for two at the free throw line, seven five Miami offensive. Uh, excuse me, shot attempted by Miami, rebounded by Braun. Jayhawks on the move back down court. Abaji with the ball as we continue our conversation here. Abaji drives and scores, tied at seven. Sixteen twenty two left in the first half. We're getting shredded down the lane. Might need to fix that and not entirely rely on our good three-point shooting. What's your time stamp? 15.44. Jeez, you got me by like almost a full half a minute. Yeah, that's why I've been awfully quiet. (laughs) Oh, get some, Christian. Brown with the dunk. 9-7 Jayhawks. All right, going back forward. See, the good news about us doing this for uh, Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime is Amazon Prime will be live for both of us. So exactly. worst case scenario, it'll be worst case scenario, it'll be a couple of seconds either way. It won't be nearly as bad. Oh I'm yeah, that'll like, depend on our respective cable companies. Crossing. I'm watching with Xfinity. I'm watching on the Spectrum app. <laughs> Which is traditionally about a minute behind broadcast television. And I know, Eric, you're probably watching on your Xfinity app, yes? I'm watching on my TV live via CBS. I can go ahead and switch over, though. (laughs) Well, if you head over to the Xfinity app, it might put us a little bit closer in terms of timelines because I'm pretty sure that that's relatively the same thing because that's pretty standard for most, uh, most apps to be like a half a minute to a minute behind. Let me see what I can do. We just went to our first commercial break, the under-16 timeout. Game is tied at 9. Moving forward, let's go ahead and discuss a couple of other things. 
Um, I got the first story for us here with the Deshaun Watson situation. You want to go ahead and take the second one while I go ahead, while I look up some other ones? Well, yeah, because I'm trying to think of the other main news because believe me, there's been some interesting developments in both the cricket and curling worlds that have gotten my attention. Leave it to Eric to talk about on a podcast that the main focus is college basketball about curling and cricket. Well, you have the Women's World Championships that are going on in beautiful Prince George, British Columbia. And unfortunately, the United States bowed out to Sweden in the 4-5 qualifier, just missing out on a semifinal after a very, very tough 10th end. We had a great run. Not to mention, and I know a lot of people are going to be talking about cricket, the Women's World Cup had their final league round match just last night, and it wrapped up around 4 this morning, Eastern Time. South Africa, for the first time ever in a Women's World Cup, chasing a total, winning the match on the final ball after a somewhat controversial but correct no-ball call against India. The 2017 finalists bowed out out and with the South Africa win and Indian loss the West Indies qualify to the semifinal as the fourth seed okay so let's go ahead and get this straight here so that way we can I can kind of understand what's happening here okay all right so I'm 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 assuming Pakistan is is through because that's uh, usually a safe usually a safe assumption actually no Mm-mm. then who are the four teams in the semifinals Australia, top okay. seed overall, undefeated. South Africa, okay. who, mm-hmm. who uh, held on to the two seed. England as the three. And then West Indies, by virtue of a rain out and getting a point in that Indian loss, came in fourth. Pakistan, I believe, was sixth. Mm. The men's Pakistan team is very good. Oh, yeah. They actually, though, just lost a very tough series, uh, test series to Australia 1-0, despite some heroic batting efforts to get two draws in the first two matches. I saw the West Indies was getting ran in their one of their test matches, like only running 88 for five at one point. Um, That was actually here in the, might have been in the third test. Both England and the West Indies started terribly bad in the first test in their first innings. Oddly enough, both held on for respectable scores, but England collapsed yet again. West Indies winning the third test and the series 1-0 by 10 wickets inside a little over three days. Myers had a field day in the second innings of Five for off giving up just nine runs. England has got a lot of questions to ask about themselves. All right. Have you made it into the Xfinity app? That's one of the reasons why I was stalling the conversation about the game. Well, I'm that's that. I'm getting to the where Xfinity online so I can watch TV, but naturally they're directing me to my site. So yada yada. Okay, here we go. Uh, Mitch Lightfoot was hack-a-shacked on a dunk attempt. And in fairness, Mitch Lightfoot, the eternal senior at the University of Kansas. Seriously, this is like this dude's seventh year as a Jayhawk. 
I mean, so look at Hunter Renfro with Clemson. Sometimes you just have those players. Lightfoot goes one or two with the stripe. Jayhawks lead 10 to nine. Let me know when you uh, get the game pulled up there. And while you're working on that, we'll talk about the uh, the curling thing. I mean, in fairness, the women's team in curling disappointed at the Olympics too. I don't think any U.S. medals in curling this year at the uh, at the uh, Beijing Games. None. I mean, our mixed doubles team was downright pathetic. We really could have used a couple of different guys in the same brother-sister duo we've had uh, before. Uh, team Schuster on the men's side rallied back. Still a little bit disappointing. And yeah, the women's team, much lower expectations, but still so I wasn't entirely surprised, but I'm glad to glad at the very least we were able to battle back. I'm just glad that my glasses aren't glaring too badly right now, so I can actually wear them while we're doing this. Okay, uh, now Cam I have it just about. It's loading. Cameron McGusty just hits a pair of free throws for Miami. Canes lead 11-10, 14.5 to play in the first half. Yep. There we go. What what's your timestamp? 1416. We are right beside each other now. Yep. Worked out perfectly. All right. I think I think Lightfoot just got fouled again. Yeah, fouled again on that rebound attempt. We need to be smarter if we're going to be physical in the low post. A little weird to see Lightfoot in the game instead of uh, McCormick. Well, I mean, if you McCormick's think about it. Go ahead. McCor McCormick's been our big this most of this season. Well, I mean, if you think about it, we run a typically small lineup. We're tall, but more slender. So... I kind of quasi-small ball, so I'm not surprised. Gotcha. All right, so uh, back to the curling thing real quick. Foul, but yes, back to curling. That was, a, that was a hook and hold. What are you talking about? I don't know. I'm looking at the replays here. and did you He's see? got him That's trapped by his... He had him trapped by the elbow. That's a hook and hold. They're probably checking to see if they're going to call the hook and hold on it because that's two shots and the ball. Your rules analysis, your, your rules analyst, analysis, analyst, Gene Serator is probably explaining that to everybody right now, but we can't hey. hear it because we have, the, we have the audio muted because we're doing the podcast. Yeah, so I have a question. Continuing with the hold, so it's on par with what you were saying. Quick question: <sighs> are, mm -hmm. are we doing a full halftime, or are we going to take a break for halftime? Um. Well, considering is how we're doing live, as we are streaming this live on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/w2m network, Twitch.tv/slash/w2m net. Twitter.com slash W2Network. And for the first time in BWSR history, we are live on YouTube. YouTube.com slash W2Mnetwork. So Amazing I have a what feeling... happens when we do a... 
Which is going to say, amazing what happens when we do a show when nobody else is doing one. Right? When it's open airwaves, the magic happens. So we're just going to stay on for the entirety then? We'll do our own little halftime show or whatever? Oh, yeah. If you're expecting, you if you're expect, if you're expecting a song and dance, keep looking because it's not happening. Look, I mean, I don't have a cheerleader outfit. I would not look good in one, so... You will all have been spared. Let's just say that. So speaking of weekend plant, no, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there's talk that we might be going to the NFL Pro Football Hall of Fame this weekend. Ooh, that's a nice kind of a belated trip. A belated birthday gift for yours truly. Aww. Cause she's she wasn't able to come in for my birthday, but this Thursday happens to be hers. Which is one of the reasons she's coming in for this weekend, and spring with spring break. Shut up, Watkins. I'm trying to. Our, our audio, our audio only listeners: iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, Castbox, Overcast. Rate and review us five stars on Spotify. Check us out on Google Pods and Apple Pods as well. Our audio listeners won't get that, but Eric was shooting me a very ooh la la look with his eyes, and therefore I told him to can it. This isn't point of viewer, which. Isn't airing tonight, I think. Um, I have a feeling, given the state of events with a particular main disembodied voice, it might be necessary. And boy, will it be interesting. I mean, I'll be there. So, like I was saying, this is your makeup episode. And what I was hoping we could do is when, when it's our actual time on Thursday, just link everybody back to this episode since we're working in kind of what we would do for a normal episode of BWSR as well by talking about the other varying topics and stuff. Um, getting back to the world of college basketball, 14-11, uh, Kansas, 13-07 left in the first half. Um, Coach K advances to another Final Four. As Duke takes out Arkansas to win the West region. I got to tell you, Duke Gonzaga would have been a better game. It, it would have, but I warned everybody about Gonzaga when we had our brackets. It's like, yes. That's perfect. They tend all the expectations, all the hype, but this is why they've never won a title. When it comes to the clutch, they end up choking. This was just another one of those times. And again, the other storybook headline, Miami makes a free throw, Duke going ahead, getting to a Final Four, possibly winning it all. I mean, okay, but ugh. Well, we'll have to see if Duke gets a longtime rival or Cinderella in the Final Four, though, as your late game this Sunday as we record this. Yes, I'm dating the show. Forgive me. But anybody who knows that Kansas and Miami are playing in the Elite Eight know that this game happened on Sunday. Uh, the late game here on, I believe, TBS, actually, is North Carolina versus St. Peter's. As Cinderella hopes to keep on dancing into the Final Four. St. Peter's becoming the first 15th seed to make it to the Elite Eight, besting the previous best of the Sweet 16, which we talked about last week on BWSR just this past Thursday, was done by Florida Gulf Coast, a team that Eric is very familiar with, as well as Oral Roberts. 
I, Eric I, rolling his eyes once again because his one of his alma maters, North Florida, is in the same conference as Florida Gulf Coast, the Atlantic Sun. And they crushed us that particular year in the A Sun tournament. So there was that. What were they nicknamed? I know they had like a like a, a really flashy nickname for them that Dunk year, and I don't City. remember. Was it Dunk City? Something along those lines. 14, 13, 12, 06 left, three Jayhawks turnovers, two Hurricanes turnovers, but the Jayhawks hold on to a one-point lead. You know the other good thing about us doing this game live, Eric? You ready for this? This is my favorite part about us doing this game live. I don't have to listen to Kevin Harlan. I mean, you're not entirely... Oh, that was a splash. That's exactly ah! what you do. <laughs> ah, he was well defended, too. He told that defender, get out of my face. I'm smashing <laughs> it anyway. All right, so be honest who you got, North Carolina or St. Peter's. You know what? I've, be, I've bet against the Jesus juice before. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not going to do it this time. As much as Duke, North Carolina would be perfect for the headlines, come on, Peacocks. Come Didn't on. Didn't you pick North Carolina originally when we yes. did our rebracket? Yes, I did. I mean, I had North Carolina losing to UCLA, so what do I know? Hmm. Man, my rebracket got fucked almost immediately. Thanks, Gonzaga. Appreciate you. Hey, at least you didn't lose Baylor and Illinois and then Providence. <laughs> You did lose both of your. You did lose both of the teams in your final by the time the first weekend was over. That kind yeah. of sucks. Yeah, it does. Um, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Villanova beats Houston in a grind them out old school kind of game, but that seems to be the way that Jay White likes to play. Yeah, I mean, if you go back to you know the Big East history and those old school kind of fundamentals. He is definitely bringing them back, and in a time like the tournament, it, it really pays off. Eric, I need a scroll. Twenty-one means twenty-one. God damn it! Up, 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 up. <laughs> Thank you. The improbable NCAA tournament run. I will send you this link to add to the show description. Okay. Uh, sports books facing major liability. If Peacock's complete, dang it, I lost the article. Give me a second. Keep uh -oh. the. Yeah, I'm keeping the school going, but I have a feeling I know where this is going. They're Sportsbook... in some deep shit, aren't they? Sportsbooks face major liability if St. Peter's wins title. New Jersey books to pay out on UNC as East champion win or lose versus in-state Peacock's. Which means if you're in the state of New Jersey, you can root for, and you have a bet on North Carolina, you can root for North, for, for St. Peter's anyway. You'll still get your money. Oh, well, that's good. However, if you're in the state of New Jersey, you can't bet on the team to begin with. If, however, you know if, however, you were to go across the border to either New York or Pennsylvania... You're okay. I think it's legal. I think it's legal in Connecticut too. Yeah, 
Yeah, but they're the, the closer proximity, everything from Jersey. Crossing bridges and whatnot. But you don't want to cross the, the George Washington going into New York. That's like fucking 17 bucks one way. Ow. I know Ow. that because I, I know that because I just crossed the George Washington earlier this or well last last summer when me and Eva went up to uh oh, did our little northeastern tour on our way up to Connecticut. I'm sorry. Well, how the hell is a toll bridge? And again, to all my Canadian friends, I get it, you know, Prince Edward Island and the Maritimes going to the mainland 50 bucks, but still, that's just as ridiculous as this. Really. The improbable NCAA tournament run by St. Peter's has some sports books facing historic liabilities and put New, New Jersey bookmakers in the unusual position of potentially having to pay out on a losing team. The 15th seeded Peacocks could be found as long as 10,000 to 1 to win the National Men's Basketball Championship before the tournament began. Yep. Which means 100 bucks lands you a. Uh, one million dollars. Yeah. Um. Anybody feel like calling up some of the peeps from Leicester City and getting that little bit of inspiration? They pulled off upsets over Kentucky, Murray State, and Purdue, becoming the only team ever to win two NCAA tournament games as double-digit underdogs and are the first 15 seed to reach the Elite Eight. We talked about that a little bit earlier the previous tie, they tied the previous record of the Sweet 16 with the Florida Gulf Coast Eagles and Oral Roberts. I'm not sure on their team nickname. I'd have to look president? that up. I feel like the, they, they, they might be the presidents. I'm not sure. Three ball. Nope. Back of the iron. Oral Roberts, Good Golden off. Eagles. So apparently it's an eagle thing before this weekend. Something about birds, man. I'm telling you, if you're if you're a two seed and you're facing a 15 seeded bird team, be careful. Well, I mean, luckily this is why Miami has Sebastian the Ibis as a mascot. I'm just saying. What the hell is Sebastian exactly? I just said an ibis. What's an ibis? Um, think more relative of the flamingo. More native species okay. to South Florida. Gotcha. Entering the game against North Carolina, St. Peter's is 40 to 1 to win the national championship at Bet MGM. Sorry, Bavada. They didn't no. miss you in the article. Well, Eric's going to look you up right now. Of course, I'm going to look them up right now. Uh, basketball. According to Jason Scott, BetMGM's vice president of trading, the Peacocks winning the national championship would cause the largest loss on a future market in any sport in company history. Scott declined to characterize the exact size of the liability, but said the largest ticket on the Peacocks national championship is $4,000 at 200 to 1 which would pay a net $800,000. There are hundreds of smaller bets on St. Peter's at long odds, too. The Peacocks are an eight-and-a-half-point underdog against the Tar Heels in the East Region Final. 
Yeah, I'm not seeing any futures bets as far as winning the national championship at Bovada, unfortunately. Their only futures bets that they have going on, if I can actually organize to the futures. Uh, I'm going to What the hell, Jalen? Come on. Yeah, twenty. I'm not seeing that as far as with the, with the special futures. Twenty to eighteen, Miami. Nine minutes flat left in the first half. Ah, see, they're getting they're getting ugly. They're starting to muck it up and make it dirty underneath, and that's how Miami likes it. New Jersey sports books are prohibited from offering wagering on colleges located in the state. St. Peter's is in Jersey City. Still, the state sportsbooks offered odds to win the East Region, but did not include the Peacocks as an option. Therefore, even if St. Peter's upsets North Carolina, New Jersey sportsbooks would pay out on any tickets on the Tar Hills as the best finisher of the East Region. Sportsbooks in the state are not allowed to offer a futures market without paying out a winner. The one hitch on New Jersey, and I do get, oh, well, because I know people are wondering, well, why do they have this as a particular law and this and that? Think all the way back to the old CCNY gambling scandal in the early 50s, Boston College in the 70s, Arizona State in 94. They have a lot of reasoning, plus Jersey. I sent you the link to the article inside of your Facebook Messenger in order to include it in the show description Excellent. once we go final on the episode. Excellent. I will right. add that in. So, Long Nova. Nova, Duke await already. Nova plays the winner of this game as we talked about. Duke gets the winner of North Carolina St. Peter's. Put yourself in the position of Coach K. Who would you rather play? I would argue he'd rather play North Carolina. I'm thinking, and the, the reason same I say thing. that, and the reason I say that is to get the taste out of losing his last home game against North Carolina to them. Absolutely. What better I mean, way to? Just, yeah. What better way to do it than in a Final Four? Plus, this would be your final game in the rivalry ever. You always want to win your last one, and to go out on that kind of note, and to go to a national championship would be huge. Plus, the fact that he's played North Carolina so many times knows the matchup all too well. Whereas with St. Peter's, it's going to be way too many wild cards. Let's be honest. The only thing that's available on St. Peter's is basically whatever you can find on ESPN Plus in the back catalog for like the last 30 days. Mm-hmm. And even that's going to be minimal, most likely. Uh, it, yeah, I, yeah, because who is even really expecting St. Peter's in? Correct me if I'm wrong, because I've heard this before. Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference? Correct. Okay. So who really watches the, the Mayak? <laughs> I, I thought it was Mayak. 
The fact Regardless, that even point being, those... <laughs> there was a meme on Facebook that kind of kind of solidifies the situation. They lost to somebody in the conference, and then have won like ten games since. One of their losses right before that was to Canisius. Canisius finished the season eleven and twenty-one. This is a I want to say I want to say it was CBS Sports on Facebook where I saw the, uh, the the picture but I cannot I I I couldn't I couldn't tell you specifically which which page it was that had the information. I apologize. I got a little bit distracted there. Well, I mean there was a hilarious uh, ball commercial on Naturally, with LeVar making an appearance. Okay, yeah, these commercials are particularly weird, but I enjoy them for once. <laughs> Needs more Lily. I think we can both agree on that. Well, I mean, hashtag pride of Uzbekistan. You're not wrong. Mer Wait, Uzbekistan. Um, <laughs> I just got I just got messaged about another potential podcast opportunity later this evening. Eight o'clock Eastern. Eight o'clock Eastern. I would still be available for point of viewer if it happens live tonight as well. Okay. Um, yes, I have to Clint get with Mister Hate Mail to see if we're actually going to do soccer to the max because USA Panama is on at seven. I was going to say, yeah, that was one of your biggest concerns about us potentially doing this game right here because you were worried that this game was going to run up against the start of USA Panama. And then when I told you the game started at 2.20, you were okay. Oh, yeah. Plus, I was actually awake for this. <laughs> I mean, that helps, being awake and stuff. Okay, True. real question. How old is Jim Laranaga? That dude has got to be in his 60s or 70s. I think he is in his 60s. I mean, Bill Self is like mid-50s, I think. You look up oh. Laranaga, I'll look up Self. 72. He's 72. I was right. He is in his 70s. Mm-hmm. And you said that he got this job coming from George Mason after taking them to the uh, Final Four? Mm-hmm. Because that was back when uh, George Mason was rocking the Atlantic 10, correct? Correct, Yes. Yes. Bill Self, uh, Bill Self is 59. So a little older than I thought, but... I could have he sworn doesn't book he was it. older. No, and I could have sworn he was older than that with how long he's been at the job. Hmm. Well, yeah, because he took over in Kansas pretty much right after Roy Williams left for Carolina. Mm-hmm. Because I want to say Self left Illinois to take the job at Kansas. He did. If memory serves. Six ties, nine league changes. The biggest lead in this game so far has been three points. Okay, you can pull the uh oh, you can pull it. the banner, but just remember gamble responsibly. 21 means 21. 
Obey all state and local regulations, federal ones as well. I'll set you up for it again. 21 means 21. God damn it. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Um, other sports news to discuss here. Uh, geez, something just happened. I'm guessing an and one for Miami because they're chest bumping and the cameras appear to be still pointing down there. <laughs> Where's the foul? Oh, maybe there was no foul because they're just going to a commercial instead. Twenty-four, twenty-one hurricane. <laughs> what is this? The under twelve? Um, or is this under, the under eight? Under this is eight. the under eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the under eight. Um, just as a heads up, when we get to halftime, I will be turning my camera off for a few seconds. I'm gonna go get something to drink. I'm thirsty. Okay. I probably should have grabbed something before we started, but I was in kind of a rush because I was working on typing out wrestling stuff and didn't get here until right before we were about to start. That was poor planning on my part. Well, you're luckily that well, you're lucky that I was actually held up myself as well. I was hoping to have the studio open and ready to go a little bit sooner, but things happen, conversations, yard, yada yada yada. Fun fact, not the only set of our teams to be playing right now, Mr. Watkins. I know Miami's baseball team is playing, but I did also see the highlight in spring training, Atlanta-Tampa Bay. Atlanta and Tampa Bay are tied at zero in the top of the seventh. It's one of those things where in spring training, I definitely root for ties. And if Rob Manfred the wants break. to gain any shred of goodwill, he would think about that for the regular season. Honestly, I don't see what the problem with allowing ties in the regular season would be. You'd save wear and tear on pitching staffs. You'd save breakdowns. You'd save burnout from fans because as cool as the idea of a game going 19 innings is, for the players, it's a slog. And for the people that are in attendance, your camera's a little blurry right now, just as a heads up. For the, yeah, for the people that are in attendance. With the sun. For the people that are in attendance at those games, too, like it's it's cool to say that I was at a 19 inning game, but after around the 13th or 14th, you're like, Jesus Christ, when will this end? Exactly. I've mentioned this both on previous shows here before, and I've also mentioned this on the RR Sports Report. With Randy Rand Randy himself and Robert Hagen, we've got plans for another Super Show collab. Stay tuned. But uh, it might be more than just a collab from what I'm hearing. Oh, you mean the draft thing? Yes. I don't know what you were yeah, talking about. <laughs> um, well, it, it kind of started as game shows and then it went to movies. And there's this thing that happens in March. That thing. Well, that's just, that's just Rancid Randy himself. If you were to happen to have any sort of quandaries about particular quadrants of certain things, those might be answered at some point in the intermediate future. I actually offered him a different name for it that he thought was funny. Oh, I offered him to call it. I offered him to call it bad brackets. You know, that also works, too. It does. Yeah, 
he went and checked and made sure that nobody had it on like any of the major audio listening platforms such as iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. So you, you get the you get the spiel. Not to mention it is a lot <laughs> easier to pronounce in certain situations, so it works. But and I 24, 23. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say oh, stupid turnover. I was just going to say, as I Gold recommended that, what's wrong with that having a tie in the that regular season? That was sir. Well, what's wrong with having a tie in the uh, regular season after 12 innings? That was a that was a turnover. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I think it's ridiculous to have these players playing 14, 15, 16 inning games on a Tuesday in June. Like, Why? It's hot. Everybody's miserable. You're better off at cricket. I'm just saying. Oh, geez. Here we go with the damn cricket again. I look. I mean, uh, we're not far off from the second season of minor league cricket. It's only a couple months away. Major league cricket starting next year. Plus, you've got the T20 World Cup in October. See, that you might actually get me to watch. Well, just because I kind of have, because the T20s and T10s, I kind of have an idea of what's going on. These whole test things throw me for a loop. That's why I'm only following them along casually, mostly because I, I have partially on some of my devices, I still have your ESPN logged into. Well, I will say this the only rub with the T20 World Cup this year, it's in Australia. So time zones are going to be a factor. But if you're starting along with the T10 and T20 format, I would work with that, then work my way up to one-day matches before getting into tests. Yes. Focus on the T10s and 20s if you're just getting into cricket. You'll be able to follow along a lot easier with what's going on with those. Ah, as you, we have... You are Well, originally commenting uh, it's on YouTube and now on Twitch. <laughs> uh, the game is 26-25 Canes, four minutes and 35 seconds left in the first half, Toby. Oh, that was a terrible brick. And yes, I'm counting that as a brick. They showed a replay right, of the then. basket made. They did not. They did not show a replay of the brick. Clang. Jayhawk ball coming back up to court. Is that Martin? Is that Remy Martin? I think <laughs> it was number 11. It was Remy Martin. Mm-hmm. The Arizona State grad transfer. And fun fact, preseason Big 12 player of the year. Okay. Maybe this is me talking. Is that major man really named after an alcohol? Or am I thinking something else? I believe he is actually I believe he is actually named after the rat from Ratatouille. Thank you very much. Well, the cognac is better. Expensive, but better. He says Thank to the straight edge guy, like I would know. 
<laughs> he says to the straight edge guy, like, I would know what that means. I think I'm actually a little bit behind you again. I Apparently, my internet is flawed. Yeah, um, I'm at 339. Yeah, somehow we have a 20-second gap again, and I don't know how that happened. Oof, I just saw the three ball that I'm assuming that thank you was about. Yep. All right. And then I saw your doofus fan making the glasses pose in the crowd. Doofus. Look, better a doofus fan making a glasses figure in the crowd than 30,000 people running onto a ground for a milestone moment. Yeah, me and Isbell were talking about that. That 1,000th gold thing? Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous? You it yourself. Ridiculous, but highly expected. I mean, he's only the sixth player ever to kick 1,000 goals. The exact oh, same no. end, opposite flank, for where Tony Lockett kicked his record 1300th at the SCG, I knew people were going to run onto the ground. And they had inadequate security as well. Everybody saw it coming. Yeah, you could see security standing over by the wall, right, as people were starting to hop up on the wall when he caught that ball inside mm -hmm. of the 40. Mm -hmm. And security looked at each other and were like, nope, fuck this. Because they knew I, if they tried to get involved, they were going to get run over. Oh, yeah. I mean, what was that? So many security officers and then only 12 police on top of that standing against 30,000 people. They could just forget it. I mean, it's a wonderful moment, and I'm very glad that nobody got hurt. Now, hopefully, we don't have to deal with any aftermath of, <laughs> as urinating tree would say. At least are we not saying the day, are, are we not saying the five letters anymore? Is that how this is going to work? Look, I'm on YouTube. Those five letters have gotten me into a bit of a bad history with YouTube. I would rather not <laughs> have that repeated. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, but in fairness, that was with a fan of a different team in the Big 12 when that happened. Well, I mean, you do have a point there. You do. All right, back to uh, back to the game. We're in a, I'm in a commercial break, so I'm gonna try reloading this and see if I can't, see if I can't get this feed to come in better. Do you think it would be, you think it'd be easier to watch this on Peacock? You mean Paramount? Or Paramount Plus? Yeah, sorry, I got um, my streaming services mixed up there. Possibly. I feel like I feel like Paramount Plus might have the uh, a better uh, a better live rather than. Because I get my local CBSs through Paramount, because yeah. I have the part I'm grandfathered in, where I get the local the local CBS on uh on Paramount. Yeah, so that could definitely work. Oh, a nice gesture, HBCU All Star Game. All right, we're current. I'm currently seeing a commercial for what appears to be Amazon Prime. Spend less, smile more. Yeah, it's an Amazon Prime commercial. Mm-hmm. I just saw the HBCU All-Star Game thing, so I'm a little bit behind you now, but not nearly as much as I was. 
For those of you who don't know, HBCU stands for Historically Black Colleges and Universities. I am so glad that they're starting to get more of their props in these last couple of years. Lucky 13, Krzyzewski advanced to 13th Final Four, passes John Wooden for most all-time. Jay Wright, excuse me, not Jay White at Villanova. <laughs> I apologize for that mistake earlier. And if Miami and North Carolina win today, they won't. But if they do, they will become only the second conference ever to put three teams in a single Final Four. Did you see the graphic as to what the other conference was? The Big East in 85, which that ended in an upset. Nova playing their perfect game to beat Georgetown in the national championship. Yeah, that was the year that they took down Patrick Ewing's Georgetown team, right? Correct. It was the year after they'd expanded the tournament to 64 teams because I believe that was that 85 or was that 84? That might have been 85. I think 85 was the first year with 64. Yep, and that was the year that in the first round, Georgetown had a scare beating Princeton at the 16th seed, but only by 50 to 49. Those Ivy League teams traditionally show up in tournament time, and Princeton, Princeton, Princeton has been a historically difficult out. I know there were a lot of people that were really happy when they saw the Yale Bulldogs on the bracket line rather than the Princeton Tigers this year. Because well, Yale, they... Yale beat Princeton in the Ivy League tournament final. They only do the top four teams in their tournament, but they finally came to the college basketball tournament as well. Uh, the two-seed Yale beat the one-seed Princeton in the final of the tournament. I, I do have to give, first of all, the Ivy League credit for even having a conference tournament because they've only had it for a couple of years. But, yeah, have that conference tournament and kind of not only toughen up some teams but get a little bit of a different competition and have everybody else relieved. Well, also, you get the uh, you also get the added revenue from the conference tournament, too, because a lot of, like, the uh, ESPN pays for, like, the ability for the broadcasting rights for a lot of these tournaments. True. I mean, I'm honestly surprised they didn't do something with the Ivy League and basketball like they do with baseball. Because in baseball, that's a bad shot. Because in baseball, with the Ivy League, they play in two divisions in conference, and then the conference winners meet in a best of three final. And then that determines the NCAA berth? Mm-hmm. That was a long shot there, Isaiah. I mean, in fairness, the shot on the other end by Kansas wasn't much better. I don't know why Abaji passed that ball off when he had a clean look. Hey, speaking of Abaji, back out to Brown for three off the front of the rim. Uh, unanimous Big 12 Player of the Year, Ochai Abaji, by the way. I can see why. Definitely why. And also, final four for the Naismith Award this year. For those of you who don't know, the Naismith Award, named after basketball founder James Naismith, is awarded to the top college male college basketball player in the United States. Think basketball's version of the Heisman. Or if exactly. you're the or if you're lacrosse inclined, the T. Wharton Award. 
I, I am not lacrosse. The big ones. I am not lacrosse inclined. I have watched a little bit here and there, but not enough to be able to understand what the awards and stuff are. Yeah, we've got to be getting board. close. We've got to um, be getting close to the lacrosse tournament. Not quite. Now that we're in the end of March, going into April, now you're starting conference play. Usually, the NCAA lacrosse tournament is in May. Championship weekend being Memorial Day. So lacrosse is more of a spring sport rather than a fall slash winter like, or rather than a late fall winter like college basketball is. Correct. College basketball just bleeds over into spring, but it starts during winter, usually end of October, beginning of November, traditionally. Mm-hmm. And this is another thing that I've been talking about in different ways. College soccer. Why doesn't the NCAA go ahead and make that a two-semester sport? I understand with the logistics and everything else, but I think especially with the nature of soccer, it would be much more doable and feasible. Ooh. That, that, that's how you make up for it, Isaiah. Nice sweet lay in there. Yeah, I'm still a little bit behind you because I just saw it. To, to, quote, to quote Bill Raftery there, he went with a little kiss. Continue. That was just the right amount of touch. But with college soccer, not only would you have, instead of cramming in 20-some-odd games, plus your conference tournament and your national tournament in fall semester, you would have your one match a week. You would have your natural break in between semesters. I understand the logistics as far as eligibility, going into different leagues, the draft, etc., that can be worked out with MLS, and if a student, especially now with NIL becoming more of a thing, they wouldn't be as likely to go to other academies or leagues like that. So you start in the fall, have the bulk of your non-conference start getting into conference play. Then by spring semester, you can end up going towards your conference tournaments and the college cup. 35-29 Miami, clock ticking down towards the end of the first half. Looks like the Canes are going to be up at least six at halftime, maybe more. Nine to run. Yeah, uh, Jayhawks were up 27-26. Almost a turnover shot was blocked. Jayhawks did not get the ensuing three launch off before the the buzzer, and it is indeed 35-29 at the half. Boo! I'm telling you, how many times have I said when we're a healthy team, we are dangerous? This is the healthiest Miami has been in years, and we're reaping the benefits. Wonderful way in changing the pace going up and adding more of an inside game along with our perimeter. Coach L's really got it going. He is your halftime. He is your halftime guest right now with the interviewer. I think that's Dana Jacobson, actually. Mm-hmm. I, uh, before we started, I think I said it was Tracy Wilson, but I believe that is Dana Jacobson. 
Um, yeah, so we're going to take a brief moment. Uh, you want to do me a favor and play some intermission music? Give us like a quick, give us like a quick one minute interlude or something. Um, I'm going to go in the background. Yes. All right. Give us like a brief intermission. We will be right back. We are not going to stay away for the full halftime. I need to use the restroom. I want to grab something to drink. I'm sure Eric probably wants to grab something to eat or drink as well. So once we are available, we will be right back as we continue the Broadhurst Walk and Sports Report. Live coverage of Kansas versus Miami, the Midwest Region Final Elite Eight matchup to determine who goes to New Orleans in the Final Four. You're listening to the Broadhurst Walk and Sports Report, a presentation of the W2M Network. We'll be right back, everybody. The Broadhurst Walk and Sports Report is a presentation of the W2M Network online at w2mnet.com. In addition, you can find us on all of your favorite audio, podcast listening services such as iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, Castbox. Great review us five stars on Spotify. Check us out on Overcast, Apple Pods, and Google Pods. And in video format on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. Again, you're listening to the Broadhurst Watkins Sports Report, BWSR, Sports in Black and White, Episode 5, Special Edition, Kansas versus Miami in the Elite Eight. 
a presentation of the W2M Network. <laughs> Turned off my camera there like a dumbass. We'll be right back, folks. Send it. <laughs> oh, we're righty. back. Oh, hold Again, on. Did it. Now we're back. Oh, yeah? Sprite? Nope. Mountain Dew. Now the Mountain Dew hard seltzer. Ah. So as 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 is traditional on this network, Eric's drinking the hard stuff. I'm having Coca-Cola. Well, I mean, this isn't bad. It's only five percent ABV, and this is delicious. I mean, yes, Toby, I gotta do the do. Expect further drink reviews on the next episode of Point of Viewer, and I also have my lunch as well. I grabbed, I grabbed a couple of honey buns. Grab and go Cuban with a hint of Miracle Whip and the last of my taco pickles. And some uh, cheddar jalapeno lace. Um, I have original. <laughs> Again, send Remember? all sponsorship opportunities to at the end. And just remember that we can't be bought, but we but can damn sure be rented. <laughs> Boy, I, I'm already starting to drink the hard stuff. Well, I'm pacing myself. There's other substances for tonight, potentially. Shenanigators afoot. Oh, I'll say. On many All right. All right, let's get back to it here. Let's talk some other break, other major sports news over the course of the last couple of days here. Uh What's up with the Dadanoff trade being mixed uh, by the NHL? I figure hockey's not something we usually discuss, but I saw this, and I'm like, it's very rare that the league itself steps in and deadens a trade. So I'm curious as to if you knew more about what's going on with this than I did because I saw the story on art on ESPN, and I read the article, and I saw something about uh, the NHL nixing it, but it didn't specifically say why or anything. If I had to guess, and I'm pulling up the story now, the reason why the NHL would invalidate trades is usually with salary cap issues if they were trying to skirt around the deal. However, with this one, the reason why uh, Dadonov's trade was invalidated 
he had a limited no-trade clause. Apparently, Vegas did not fully comply with that limited no-trade clause. So, that trade did not go through. Um, trying to see who he was willing to be traded to. I, oh, they're not saying who he was available and who he was willing to waive his no trade clause for, but apparently it wasn't to go to Anaheim. It's actually mighty convenient because in staying with Vegas, he got the overtime winner against Chicago. So, it, it really worked out. That's all that the league is saying. It's the fact that he had a limited no-trade clause that was not complied with. So, a little bit of an interesting sort of situation on that front. Eric. Hmm? I need you to take over for a second. I got an emergency phone call I got to handle. Okay, go for it. All right, I'll be right back. All right, so with that, uh, getting that and off, as I said, in a big game against the Blackhawks on Saturday, went ahead and after a little bit of a back and forth, had a in the overtime winner in Vegas' 5-4 victory, keeping them right in the thick of the playoff race. And to do a little bit of a segue, or callback, as it were, we were talking lacrosse earlier, and the reason why I was also mentioning lacrosse and conference play, my Johns Hopkins Blue Jays. Little bit of a rough start to the season, entering conference play at 4-5, and five, but with the top 10 in strength of schedule in the country, we've played some very tough teams. Who do we run into? At home, Seven and two, Michigan. We wound up taking care of business. It was a little bit of a sloppy ending of the game. Two late goals in the last minute, but a 15-12 win. So now, 1-0 in conference, going to a murderer's row at Rutgers at Ohio State and finishing up at home with Penn State and number one ranked Maryland, who are currently unbeaten. But... We have a shot to get back to winning ways and to go back and make the conference tournament ourselves. And going back to you, Toby. Yes, we know you're called, damn it, Toby, for a reason. It's just, you know, with different reasons. And everything is going to be discussed in one form or fashion on point of viewer. And also, while I do have a moment, if you go back to the point of viewer episode where we discussed cricket and we made it one of our first sports of the week here on the Broaders Walking Sports Report, the YouTube archives. Oh, welcome back. Hmm. I apologize for that. My stepdad's having some issues with his cat. I had to uh, I had to talk to him for a few seconds. That's okay. Everything good? Uh, we'll see. Okay, because I'll let you know. I'll talk. I'll let you know off air. Definitely. 
Because I was just about to say, I was hearkening back to our previous conversations about cricket, and I had to make some tweaks to my idea for my cricket league. And I also have been inspired for an indoor version of such. Okay, I'm listening. Um, Instead of the four innings for each team with five overs apiece, I decided to keep it more in line to other different formats and trying to replicate the test format. So still one game, but each team would have two innings of T10. Still ending right in about that three and a half hour time frame, little bit under, but enough to where you don't have too many breaks and people can still follow along, especially if they're more familiar with the T10 format. Makes sense. Um, the four and five, it would uh, not to mention you run the risk of blowing straight through a four and five, a five over inning. Mm-hmm. Because we saw. Some of them, like, what was it? The one game that I watched, uh, the two teams that were really bad in ECL, and like the oh. one had like the one had like twenty runs with five outs or something. Yeah, twenty for five. It was probably Albi Zomi, and when they had to do the five over matches to make up for the weather delays. Yeah, some of those can end lightning fast, and I'm like. Between that and then having to worry about follow-on rules and something like that, T10s, especially for six players aside, it still works out evenly, but there's more action and it's easier to calculate when it comes to scores and targets and such. Okay, and then what's this about an indoor version? Hmm. I've been looking at a lot of um, indoor cricket matches, especially in places like Pakistan and Bangladesh. Basically, it's a standard small-sided soccer pitch, but they have all kinds of side and roof netting over top of it. And I'll send you the link to some of the YouTube videos in the particular channel I've been watching. And they do it very well. It's eight aside, and if you hit certain spots on the side netting, it's worth so many runs. And they have different rules to where if you hit the roof, it's still live. If you hit the roof in the back screen, it's four instead of six. All this and that. And I'm thinking, especially for a much smaller space, either outdoors or even indoors, it's very easy to run, and you can have a variety of different formats as well. My concern, my concern is, I think you have to familiarize the, the American public, familiarize the American public with cricket in general before you go into delving into different interests of cricket. Like you said yourself, minor league cricket is just about to start up its second season. After mm -hmm. having basically lost last year because of the pandemic. Mm. Minor League Cricket actually had their first season successfully. The Silicon Valley Strikers won a championship. Major League Cricket was actually because of the pandemic and because of facilities got delayed. It was going to start this year. Now it's going to start next year. Gotcha. My, 
I do see your point, and definitely indoor would be for something way, way down the road. And that's why I say outdoor six aside would be much better. Because if you think about it, getting together you and 10 friends for a cricket match, plus any kind of substitutes, would be hard. But A, if you were to get together with five of your friends and have a small ground to play on, well, bam, there you go. You can get a cricket match going much easier. Well, yeah, they would, it would stand to reason that it would probably be easier to put together an indoor game than an outdoor game. Just because you'd probably need less, you'd probably need less surface area to pull that off. And a lot of indoor soccer fields and stuff could probably be renovated in order to house a, an indoor cricket match as well. Of course, all you'd have to do is get out a part of the indoor soccer field, have areas set up for your pitch, and put together your stumps, and there you go. Plus, you don't even have to use the leather balls. You can have. Ten, they're like tennis balls, a little bit heavier, but specifically styled for cricket. Those are much cheaper, like $30 for a 12-pack. Plus, you only have to spend, instead of two, three, four hundred dollars $400 for a traditional cricket bat, for an indoor cricket bat, for those kind of tennis balls, you're looking at anywhere from $50 to $70. So, so not cost. easier and cheaper. Yes, Startup costs would be significantly less. Very much so. So, hmm. Something that's been on my mind as I get my special taco pickle juice on my hand. Mm. Your taco had pickles in it? Hmm. Well, I saw this trend online, and I thought, this is delicious, so I'll give it a shot. Take a jar of dill pickles. Pour out just a little bit of the juice. Put in some taco seasoning. Shake everything up, and then put it in the fridge for 24 hours. Let the seasoning soak in and marinate. Taco pickles. They are so delicious. American ingenuity in its finest, folks. The one good thing about TikTok, which, by the way, if you want to follow the W2M Network on TikTok, at W2M Network 2, we're going to be working on getting more different clips of our shows out there. Thank you very much, Mark Radulich. I was just about to say, I'm pretty sure that, that, whole, uh, that whole network, that whole W2M, the TikTok thing was Radulich is doing. It was. <sighs> I apologize if I'm a little distracted right now. Well, that's okay. It's a perfect time to be distracted. It's halftime. Yeah, it's a little bit easier for me not to have to uh, like focus on anything right now because we're in a commercial break. I think we're actually getting ready to come back for the second half here shortly. Yep, I see that just as I see the truest commercial. I think they're actually opening up a truest location right around the corner from my house. That's the bank that sponsors the Braves Stadium, right? Mm-hmm. Is it truest or truest? Truest. Pronounced phonetically, apparently. Mm-hmm. Again, brand recognition. 
Oh, those beautiful first half stats. Y'all have not made a three yet. And we're yeah, because that way. we've been passing up the good open looks that we've had. Obachi's had like two different open looks that he's straight up passed up for no apparent reason. Makes no sense. Like I, I get wanting to drive the paint and stuff. We do have a significant height advantage, like we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I understand wanting to dominate inside of the paint, and you'll notice that the the Jayhawks are up by eight in points in the paint right there, twenty to twelve. Mm-hmm. But uh, Kansas is actually a decent perimeter shooting team. So the fact that we haven't made one yet means that we're not taking enough attempts out on the three point line. Miami ended half on a 9-2 run after after trailing 27-26. We usually don't trail too often as the second half is officially underway, but when we do, we find a way to reasonably fix it. Oh, oh, you're just going to leave him one-on-one like that? Well, now I see why. Um, second half hasn't started over here yet. Oh, yeah, I don't uh, know what's going on. I might have to switch back to the spectrum app because it seems like the uh, it seems like the the Paramount app is running behind. What's what's your time check? Nineteen. I was just at nineteen thirty, and they're showing the replay. Yep, nineteen thirty. Okay, I'm, 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 I just got back right now. I'm at 1941. Okay. So you're allowed about, I would say, 20, maybe 25 seconds. McCormick just got hacked, if that mm-hmm. helps. Yep. I'm at Not, now. Right at the- Right at the 1930 mark for McCormick's hacking, so that was probably the replay you were seeing when, uh, when mm-hmm. when I came back when I came back live. Yep, that was it. All right, and I'm pretty sure I've, and I'm pretty sure I've also just while we were looking at halftime, I think I found another topic for point of viewer tonight. Seven minutes, that's it? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely talking about this on Point of Viewer tonight. I, 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 wow, um, okay. That, that, you'll see what I mean in a few seconds. That just happened. The miss on the over the uh, wraparound layup. Yeah, I do appreciate that we're getting the ball to McCormick, but you got to put him in a better position there. Triple teamed in the post isn't going to help any. Well, I mean that's a really more See, that- of what that's more of what we do though. We try to shut down the big man and rely more on the perimeter. 
35 32 18 38 left in the first in the second half excuse me now that we're getting back into the game i'm trying to uh trying to focus a little bit more is there a jayhawk down no. definitely late getting back into the definitely late getting back into the play if he wasn't injured no we i didn't play on the yeah, I didn't see any signs of injury there. It looked like Wilson was down holding his knee for a few seconds. Uh, Jalen blew out his ACL in a game not last season, but the season before, I think it was. Ooh. Yeah, so obviously concerns anytime he comes down holding a knee or anything lower leg. McCormick is... David McCormick, five, Miami, zero in the second half. Oh, just you wait. I sense that there's a splash about to forthcome. I don't know. Was he laughing or is he looking like he's in pain? Okay, that was a good shot. 37-34. Yeah, he yeah. Oh, All right, that I'm, I'm, was a bit of an awkward landing. I just saw the collision that you're referring to, and it looked like he landed on the top of it. looked like he hit his head a little. Hit his head, landed on his tailbone. Uh. Oh! I know what we can talk about here that's kind of relevant to the game that we're watching. Um, So you know how you were – oh, yeah, he came down right on his tailbone. That's not mm -hmm. good. Uh, so you know how you were talking about that run that Memphis was going to go on this tournament? You had yeah. them knocking out Gonzaga earlier this year. I did. When we did our original bracket. Well, Gonzaga got the better of Memphis after Memphis beat Boise State. And now apparently Memphis ain't going to be sniffing a tournament anytime soon. Why do I have a feeling the words NCAA, investigation and probation, are going to come out of your mouth? Memphis is reportedly facing four level one and two level two NCAA violations stemming from an 18-month investigation into the Tigers men's basketball program. Why, Penny? The Daily Memphian, Memphian, M E M P H I A N. Yeah, the Daily Memphian obtained the notice of allegations and an amended notice of allegations from the Independent Accountability Resolution Process investigation. An infractions case involving former Memphis Center James Weissman was the first case accepted by the IARP in the spring of 2020. Weissman went on to play in the G League, I think. Is he in is he in the NBA now? I don't think so. I think he's still in the G League. He might be underage still. Mm, double check that. While Eric is chewing, Memphis head coach Penny Hardaway is the only person named in the notice of allegations, according to the report. It says Hardaway was involved in at least one of the level one violations and two level two violations. The NCAA alleges Hardaway failed to demonstrate that he promoted an atmosphere of compliance within the men's basketball program. 
Uh, mm. Was in the G League, got injured, was trying to get back with Golden State, but mm -mm. that dude was considered a can't miss prospect coming out of high school too. Yeah, number two overall pick in the twenty twenty draft. Uh, five star recruit, I believe, as well. Mm hmm. Kansas had just tied the game. Miami just took the lead back 40 to 38. 16 23 left in the second half. Oh, hey, it's an open three pointer. Oh, it's he short arms it front of the rim. All right, back to it. Getting back into this here. Did I send you a? I got to send you the link to the article too. Yeah, so that we, way I can include it. We quoted Jeff Borsello's article from ESPN.com. B O R C E L L O? Huh? B O R C E L L O? Borsello? B O R Z E L L O. Yes. Gotcha. Way down. Oh, splash. Christian Braun gives uh Christian Brown, excuse me, gives Kansas a three-point lead at 43 to 40. I swear, if I hear and see that crypto commercial one more damn time. I'm a millionaire. I'm not a millionaire. I'm oh, I hate that commercial. <laughs> I hate that commercial. So stupid. Oh, Fonty chiming in. UNC gonna fall. Harry doesn't believe it. I mean, we Fonty and I talked about this this morning. Actually, that's my buddy James Fon Cannon. We talked about it. I think yesterday, actually, and um, I told him that. I think the clock strikes. I think the clock strikes min midnight for Cinderella against North Carolina. I just think North Carolina has too much size and too much presence for St. Peter's to overcome. But then again, I thought that about Kentucky too. So, <laughs> you realize what an impressive run this is for uh, St. Peter's, though. Mm -hmm. In each of their first three games, they played the highest possible seed they could have played. I mean, obviously, the first game they had to play the highest seed that they could play. But then the seven seed out of the seven ten in Murray State, the three seed in Purdue who beat the eleven uh, Alabama, or no, uh, Purdue beat Texas. Yeah, because Texas, Texas because beat Vautech. Yeah, Texas beat Virginia Tech because I had Virginia Tech making that run. And then. Um, so it was two seven three, which was the three highest seeds that they could have played there, which is something that ESPN talked about as well. And the fact that the statistically unlikely story is in, is even more impressive when you consider the the caliber of opposition that they faced at each possible round. And no mean, other no other upsets helped their thing. Like, um, what was it? Um, the previous record for an elite eight for the lowest seed is a twelve. Mm hmm. With uh. Oregon State last year was one of them. And Oregon State, I think, going all the way to the uh, – they lost in the final in the uh, regional finals, though, the Houston, I believe. We talked about that when we did our re-bracket. 
Uh, they did. And I mean, the fact of that, and this was also mentioned as well, you're talking in a team in St. Peter's running on a shoestring budget and their first tournament appearance ever, and they're doing this. Is it really that, their first NCAA tournament? Yeah, that's what I heard. I might be wrong, but I heard this is their first time dancing ever. Well, I know that they were saying that this is going to be a windfall for the uh, a windfall for the Metro Atlantic because the so for those of you that don't know about the NCAA tournament and the way the financial compensation works for it, each team that participates in the NCAA tournament is given a unit of participation. This year, each of those units is worth approximately two hundred thousand dollars. Ooh, a little a little over. Good chunk of change right there. Though that money does not go to the program, though that money goes to the conference, in order to determine how to to split it up amongst the teams involved. For each round you advance, you pick up another unit. So. St. Peter's is going to get four units for participation already. First round, round of 32, Sweet 16, and now one for the Elite Eight as well. Which is something like $900,000 when you do the rounding and everything from what, what, what it's worth. And it's up to the Metro Atlantic to determine how this goes. Did you know St. Peter's' operating budget for athletics is less than Coach Cal is making at Kentucky? I am not surprised whatsoever because with it these is tiny less... schools, they operate on next to nothing. I believe the Saint. <laughs> I believe the Saint Peter's operating budget for its athletics department is something like thirty-seven million dollars. I can definitely believe that with tiny school, it's talking about with a U and. Harry <laughs> loving picking up units. <laughs> <laughs> For once, it's not me making these jokes. McCormick is taking over in the second half. Don't remind me. Okay, so what do you think about Zoe is fake Lily? I can warm up to her. I think it was a really good choice. I don't like it. Really? To be fair, to be fair, I wasn't a real big fan of uh, New Girl either. So neither was I. But really, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is what got me. I prefer her sister. I like Emily more. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong, especially for those of you who love Bones, but. I really, both of them are just are strong in good different ways. This crunching sound brought to you. This crunching sound brought to you by Lay's Jalapeno. Cheddar jalapeno, the better combination. At least you're not eating sour. At least you're not eating sour cream and onion like a basic bitch. Oh please! I have long since evolved from the sour cream and onion. However, if you put a bag of lightly salted in front of me, I will chow down. 
As I remind everyone, send all sponsorship opportunities to at the Andesian on Twitter because we can't be bought, but we can damn sure be rented. Speaking of lightly salted, I actually prefer the lightly salted Pringles. So do I. I've had the lightly salted and I've had the regular. The lightly salted act has a much better flavor to me. They sit better too. Like they don't give my throat as many issues. Shut up, Eric. <laughs> you said this it, is, not me. This is not point of view where you keep your mind out of the gutter, sir. I mean, I'm trying. So far, I've done mostly well. Reasonable. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Approaching my nap time, apparently. Uh, yeah, old man Broadhurst probably going to get some sleep after this game. No, I, unfortunately, I have a couple of things I'm going to have to take care of once we wrap up here. Mm. Well, which hopefully won't be, everything goes well. Which won't be too long after the game ends, unfortunately, just because... I have to go and take care of that. I, I do apologize for having to bail on everybody there. It's not something I traditionally like to do, but uh, as I've mentioned before, my stepdad's 72 years old. So usually whenever, whenever he calls, I do my best to try to answer and help him with whatever it is he needs help with. Oh, yeah. Just like with uh, myself and Mama Watkins, I understand entirely. Well, yeah, because there have been certain times where we've been on the podcast, on the game show podcast and stuff. And you've had to like send me, Brian, and, and John to triple screen so that way you can go see what Mama Watkins needs. Mm hmm. What the? How the hell are we not? What is going on with our defense? I don't like this. What happened? Uh, so McCormick averaged 10 a game in the regular season. He's been averaging eight a game in the NCAA tournament up to this point. He currently has 15 in this game. There we go. That kind of stems the tide a little bit. Now we have to turn it back in our favor. Mugussi having a pretty good night, 18 points. What's your time check? 13-12. I am a ha more than a half a minute behind you. Okay, then. Because you guys just clanged a three at 1340. Oh, yeah. That was way past that. There's the lay-in. What, what's... All right, give me a... I'm going to reload my feed while, while we do this here. I might switch back to... Uh, I might switch back to Spectrum. Kansas 48, Miami 42, 12-41 remaining in the second half. Kansas at the ball, 13 on the shot clock, working it around. Oh, signature. Oh, and a foul. And one? Nope. Missed the shot, so he gets two. Harris Jr., the Jayhawk foul. 12-32 on the timestamp? Yes. Yeah, Spectrum's back live where you are, so I'm good. I right as I pulled up the Spectrum app, it showed it showed Devin Harris driving. 
Okay, so uh, we never actually gave official predictions for this game. I mean, we gave our predict. I gave my prediction for this game when I predicted the Elite Eight, when I predicted the Sweet Sixteen forward in this bracket, because mm-hmm. this was my regional final in this bracket. And I said that I had Kansas going to the Final Four, but in fairness, I also said I had Kansas winning the national title. True. I just I don't know something about this Kansas team. Uh, they're they're out to revenge what happened last year with the early exit to USC in the second round. Because not only did we get knocked out by USC in the second round, and thank you for that, by the way. Hashtag fuck them Trojans. You're welcome. Um, not only did we get not only did we get a little bit of vengeance by seeing USC lose in the first round this year, but um, we have the opportunity here to. They they showed a stat on um, one of the one of the sports pages I follow on Facebook mm-hmm. that Kansas is in like its fifth final. It's in going aiming for its fifth final four as a number one seed would tie the most all time as a number one. Yeah, that sounds just about right. Because I mean, the other news that I saw that guys was, that if you they would give Kansas a number one seed, they're going to do damage. Not necessarily always the case though, because a couple of years ago we got knocked out as a number one seed in the second round. I want to say Creighton. That might have been the year that Creighton beat us, our in-state rival. Wait, no, Creighton's in Nebraska. About to say who's the in-state rival of Omaha. Who was the in-state rival that beat us a couple of years ago in the tournament? I to look that up because it was because I don't think it was Kansas I, State. No, K State. K State's been garbage, more or less under uh, over the course of like the last five years. Like they they have that whole this is our state thing now. When when you beat Kansas, you can say it's your state. You've beaten us once in like ten years. Okay, because what particular year are we talking? 16, 17, one of those two. All right, I'm going to it, look back. I want to say it, was, it wasn't a Horizon League team, but something along the way, maybe a Missouri Valley team. Uh, okay, so that was that. It wasn't 18, so I'm going back to 17. Are they really playing Foo Fighters? Rest in peace, Taylor Hawkins. Exactly what I'm Fighters drummer. Passed away at the age of 50. The toxicology just came out on that. I didn't look into it. I, I, I tend not to. I tend to try to avoid looking that stuff up. Unless I have like uh, any potential reason to discuss it, like the saggy stuff that we talked about on um, on Life is Like a Game Show. We also touched on Saget's death on Point of Viewer, I believe, too. Because mm-hmm. it was like right after it happened that we had the episode of Point of Viewer. It was. And there's been updates about that that we're definitely going to touch on a little bit more once they get solidified. I am not seeing in particular. I know it was within like the last I know it was within like the last five years. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it myself. Okay. I have an idea as to what to look for. 
Yeah, because I was looking all the way back to 14 and saw nothing like that. Aha! Wichita State. Shockers, that's it. Wichita State. There you go. Yep, yep that was in 15. It's that long ago, really? Yeah, the 2014 Because they were like the, they were like the not they were like the nine seed, right? Um, or were they the eight? They I know were, it was a second round matchup. Yeah, they were the seven. The seven in the Midwest, and you were a two seed. Okay, so it wasn't a one seed. No wonder. Nope. All right. I thought I could have mm-hmm. sworn I could have sworn it happened to us one year to an in-state rival on the one eight nine line, but I guess it was I guess it was under the the seven two line instead. Mm-hmm. I do apologize if I seem a little off, everybody. I not my intent for today. Things happen. Life happens. I completely understand. This, is, this was kind of a spur of the moment decision to actually do live commentary for this game because part of it was with Eric's schedule being what it's been recently with his work schedule for tutoring. He hasn't been sleeping the greatest. And me finding out that Eva's in town on uh, Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday, and part of Saturday, that's all I get for this trip here because she had to go to visit her mother. So that makes me unavailable for Thursday. It's just it's not an option. I'm, I'm not giving up time to see my girlfriend who lives out of state in order to do the podcast. I apologize. It may come off a little unprofessional, but real life comes first. Look, you know the rules. Proof of life. Any other <laughs> things sent at your discretion, I will be okay. <laughs> 50 to 44 was the Villanova Houston final yesterday, not 50 to 49. Oh, uh, I knew it was a really low scoring game, though. Those are the kind Speaking of low scoring fights that I love to see in college. Speaking of low scoring, did you see the uh, NCAA women's record was set in the first round of the Ma- of the March Madness tournament. South mm-hmm. Carolina held their opponent to twenty nine points. You know, in their first I, round win. Given the women's tournament, and I think this with as much as they've expanded at the top, going beyond your typical Yukon and Tennessee to South Carolina. Baylor, a few other teams. Baylor. Yeah, there's still just not that level of parity there in the women's game. I'm not terribly surprised that something like that happened in the first round of a tournament. I mean, some of these teams, in credit, there's some good teams, but there's still a gulf. A very big gulf Three with talent. That three ball was in and out there for Miami. 11 minutes and three seconds left in the second half. 51-42 Jayhawks. Second half has seen Kansas outscore Miami 22-7. to I think it was 35-29 at half, right? Yeah, so 22-7 to to start the second half. I mean, credit to Bill Self for adjusting because we look like an entirely different team out there, and so do they. 
Well, so I'm, I was having a conversation with I was having a conversation with my buddy Tom, who's a Michigan fan. Uh, we talked about Michigan sneaking into the tournament at seven at seventeen and fourteen, and he pointed out that they're a they're a very strong second half team this year as well. And we saw evidence of that in their first round matchup in the uh, tournament as well, when they came back trailing from like seven at halftime and ended up winning by like uh, I want to say like eight or nine the other direction. Mm-hmm. But then Michigan lost in the second round. Because I want to say that was a 6-11 match for Michigan and, uh, can't, and their opponent in the first round. Yes, because Michigan's the 11 seed. They ended up losing to, was it Tech? No, wasn't Texas Tech. Oh, because I know I had them going up against... Loyola Marymount. I'm looking back. Yep, they beat Colorado State. 6-11. They got a pause of that. They beat Tennessee. And then they lost to Nova. They lost to Nova in the Sweet 16. That's it. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm about to say, Michigan did their job in getting to the Sweet 16. It was Loyola Chicago. The minute that I had faith in them, look at what they do. The sister jeans went home in the first round. The sister jeans went home in the first round to Ohio State. Again, don't blame me. I tried. Y'all were forgiven in my eyes. Mm-mm. We have got to do better at contesting some of these shots. Again, we got to go back to making it ugly down low. You mentioned Ugh. that 9 to 2 run to end the first half for Miami. Yeah. And about and about face here in the second half, Kansas currently on a 16 to 4 run in order to turn this game around. From 40 to 38 Hurricanes. Yeah, I actually did. From 40 to 38 Hurricanes to 54-44 Jayhawks. Toby, fellow Wolverines fan, as we were mentioning previously. We have quite the eclectic crew here on W2M Network. Indeed we do. As I accidentally hit who's, a button. Who's Brian's team in college basketball? I don't think he has a college basketball team. I don't think so. Because I haven't heard him mention college basketball all that much. I know for him, it's primarily football, a little bit of hockey. Lightning played the Red Wings yesterday, actually. Mm-hmm. Lightning two to one in overtime. Oh, I was so, so the Red Wings... happy. I was You're just gonna say lightning Wings? two to one in overtime. Yeah, the Lightning picked up a two to one win in overtime, so the Red Wings picked up a point at least. Yeah, I was very happy that my Panthers came back. 
3-0 down against Ottawa to win in a shootout. Was that the game that aired on uh, ABC yesterday? No, that was actually the game I talked about with Evgeny Dadanov. That was the Golden Knights against Chicago. That was when I was on the phone with my stepdad. Yep, Dadunov, they after they invalidated the trade because of the no-trade clause, Dadunov scored the overtime winner 5-4. Cuz wasn't um wasn't uh what you call it? Uh one of the teams up 3 to nothing in that game as well. I think Chicago might have been Chicago up 3 nothing in that one. Yeah, my the my I think the uh ESPN notification for the ESPN Plus thing in order to tune into the game that I got on my phone said something along the lines of Ducks battle back from 3 nothing deficit to tie game at 3-14 something left in the third period. Watch now on ABC or the Watch ESPN app. Yep. Sam Wardenberg fouls out five points. Kansas up 11, eight minutes and 11 seconds left in the second half. No! And I saw that. I was hoping it wasn't his fifth. This just it's got... tall dude. This just, yeah, this just got problematic. Yeah. He, he's one of the taller guys on our team, and we had him playing power forward. This just got problematic. Foul drawn by Christian Brown at the free throw line. Ten points in the game, five rebounds. Eleven points in the game, five rebounds. 58-46 Jayhawks. I'm sorry, man. I'm greedy. I want multiple national titles this year. Again, I I am not mad at you, but I guess this means that I can be greedy and ask for other basketball stuff from Miami, too. Or you could ask for Lord Stanley to come to uh, to c- come to Key Bank. Is it still Key Bank? I thought it was. I think so. I think it is because I know the Heat play at FLA Live. Hold on, I'm googling. You go ahead and you go ahead and call the action for a quick second. I'm googling. Okay. Well, they actually just went into a timeout. The under eight, 59-46 yeah. Kansas, seven fifty-seven left in the second Br- half. Brown hit both free throws in order to expand the lead to thirteen. Oh, I, no, it's uh, FL. It's FLA live for. Uh, ah, so it's I FLA had it the other way around. For, uh, For, it's FLA Live for the Panthers. Hold on, I'll check the heat. Yes, Toby, with the different fandoms, it does make for an interesting time during football. Damn Gators, he says. FTX Arena, that's right. They were the ones that got into the Forex and crypto game as well. So, yeah, although, granted, I don't know necessarily if Lord Stanley is coming, but I will be happy for just a playoff series win. I want to shut up about the narrative of how we haven't won a playoff series since 96. I want that to end once and for all. 
Hopefully, we're in a position to do my, that this year. My buddy Harv just messaged me, fellow gay, fellow Jayhawks fan that just had a chance to turn on the game. He was just getting out of bowling. He's he does like the local bowling circuit up here. Uh, I told him that he's like seven minutes and fifty-seven seconds of in-game scares left upcoming. I said, "You think that's bad? You should have seen it at halftime. Down <laughs> six and no three-pointers made in the game." Ah, uh, those were the minutes. And I still, I, I stick by the fact that I say five pin bowling needs to be a thing south of the border here. So that's why a Canadian Canada, thing, huh? Yeah, why let Canada have all that fun? Brats. <laughs> and as we see that, they have the commercial or the, yeah, the commercial for the bowling show that's coming on CBS. I heard about this. He looks from the, the star of the show looks familiar. Mm-hmm. Is that the is that the dude from um Boston Legal? I don't think so. Not mm-hmm. Boston Legal. Boston Public. I don't think I don't think so. I don't think so. Masters Live, April seventh to tenth which means the opening round will be on the next time we are with you with the Broadhurst Walking Sports Report, or it'll just wrapped up earlier that day the next time we are with you. And, well, I guess this is relevant. We can kind of mention it here since they just talked about it there with the advertisement. <sighs> no Mickelson in the Masters this year. Well, I'm not entirely surprised. I know there's a variety of reasons. Most Maybe of which some- being the fact... No- most of which being the fact that he tried to get everybody to jump ship to that Saudi Arabian tour. It wasn't just that. I found out who initially tried to start that tour. Greg Norman. When's the, the shark? last time? Yes. When's the last time you heard his name? I read that and I was like, uh, him of all people. The last time. The last time I heard his name was when I was watching the ESPN 30 for 30 about him choking at Augusta. Hmm. Even Saturday Night Live did a skit on Weekend Update about that that year. They gave him the new nickname, The Crab. Hmm. Grumpy, grumpy Normans. Well, that, not to mention crabs are much less menacing creatures. Than sharks. This is true. Did Lightfoot get that out of here? He did. A replay of Mitch Lightfoot's block. They, 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 I'm, they, I'm they, telling you, dude. I'm telling you, dude. I was in my. Really had to zoom in on his face after that. <laughs> dude, I was in, I was still in my twenties when he started at Kansas. I'm 37 now. <laughs> It may not be actually correct and accurate, but it sure feels that way. I mean, look, if they have him on some of them old teams in the 90s and everything else, and you see grainy <laughs> footage of him around, you know something's up. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's actually Greg Ostertag with a different name. <laughs> That's right, folks. A Greg Ostertag reference in 2022. 
that's how we roll here on BWSR. Uh, coming up on the two-hour mark, Eric, why don't you hit everybody with the station identification? Well, thank you very much. As for those of you faithful who have been chiming in, thank you very much for watching the Broadhurst Walking Sports Report, Sports in Black and White, our alternate commentary slash stream of consciousness for Kansas and Miami as we are live on Facebook, facebook.com slash W2M Network, YouTube, youtube.com slash W2M Network. Yes, live on YouTube. We know, not normally a thing. We're also live on Twitter, twitter.com slash W2M Network, and Twitch, twitch.tv slash W2M Net. And we will also be available audibly for you who like to take your podcast orally on a wide variety of podcast platforms. iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, CastBox, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Overcast, rate and review us five stars on Spotify. Check out our Discord link available in the show description. Hey, look at that. I nailed them all. There you go. All right. See? You're learning. I'm, in, I'm improving. <laughs> I'm improving. Speaking of uh, NCAA here, your thoughts oh. on NCAA? Oh, go your ahead. Thoughts on, your, your thoughts on the NCAA games returning to stores potentially as early as, well, that was in and out. Is that what the all was about? The three it ball? Was. Yeah. Yep. I'm a little bit behind again. I'm not sure. I think my internet's a little slower than yours. But yes, um, the, the one good thing Xfinity is about the, the 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 Spectrum internet's usually pretty good. It's just I think with me doing the uh, doing both the show and the game via Wi-Fi, that's it, fair. It's probably what's causing it to slow down a little bit there. But anyways, your thoughts on the return of the NCAA games to stores for the for the various consoles? I mean, it's about time. I understand that it was a big thing as far as, you know, rights packages and now with the NIL becoming a major thing, but I'm glad they've got it sorted out. And it's really going to be more competition for the gaming landscape because there's a lot of people who miss the old NCAA football in particular. So that's going to be a very, very welcome change, and especially with the updates and graphics and everything else. Thanks to technology and the few years that uh, the NCAA games have been away, it's going to be a much better gaming experience. I was actually going to quiz you on that here. Trivia time with Harry. What was the year of the last NCAA football game? Before 2023s. Right. Was it 17? 14. Even longer than I thought. Wow. The last major NCAA college football game released was 2014. And it's still going to because be I, under the EA umbrella, right? Um, I honestly don't know. I haven't heard anything specific about that. Yeah, EA Sports, yep, aiming to launch its game summer of 2023. So still under the EA umbrella. They better do better by college football than they have been by uh, Madden and the like these last few years. 
because between the terrible rankings and everything with people getting sucked in by Madden every year and FIFA every year. Like, uh, they have Madden rank... They have, like, full-on Madden ranking reveal parties nowadays. How insane is that? Well, I, I'm not surprised with the Madden reveal ranking parties because that's a thing. And how many players do you see on Twitter having tweets about being in the coveted 99 club? Players take it seriously. EA just needs to make I've a heard, continually better game. I've heard it stated that there are certain players that have told EA, if I'm not ranked at such and such a level, remove me from the game. That's been a major thing. Like it's, it's a huge point of pride. It's just, it's it's serious business. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, if you think about it, look at the commercial revenue. If you're a 99-ranked player, or you're even in the 90s, how many people are going to play as you? How much can you negotiate that into your ad deals and everything else? So I get it entirely. Is there like a certain fee that they get for being involved in these games? I've never heard any of the specifics or anything about this. I know there's a licensing agreement between the NFLPA and EA Sports. And that's why for the longest time, uh, one of the NBA games couldn't put Michael Jordan's name in there because he didn't have a licensing agreement. So it just said on the old classic vintage teams, it just said Chicago Bulls, small forward, number 23. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing with some of the old MLB games. Those who participated, like, in the lockout or during the strike in early 95, even though they were all sorted out afterwards, they weren't allowed to be in any subsequent games for a while. Because I heard of, what what, think, what was it, MLB The Show back in 04? After the Red Sox won the World Series... They did not have Kevin Millar in the game because he was one of those players that the MLBPA considered scabs. I saw a video about that on YouTube. The strike busters in 95. Right. So Mm -hmm. I think not only do you have that particular licensing agreement, but say if you're an athlete on the cover or say if you're going to be more in the commercials and stuff, you get an extra cut into that as well. So I saw a stat a few seconds ago and something that actually surprised me. The top four I could have given you. Do you see who the fifth winningest program all time in college basketball is? I saw that stat briefly, but I had switched back here, so I missed it. Kansas is number one, having just passed Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Kentucky's number two. Mm-hmm. North Carolina's third. Mm-hmm. Duke is fourth. Temple is fifth. Temple's been around a very long time. Very long time. I just, I didn't realize that Temple had been that successful. I know there were years under John Cheney where they had a ton of success and stuff, but You don't really hear the name Temple anymore as a successful program. Mm -mm. That attributes to their success back in the day. Plus, as one of the big six schools in the Philadelphia area, that explains a few things. 
another one of those big six schools will be playing in the Final Four this year, that being Villanova. Yep. I am so glad that I am having a drink during this game. The second half is, while depressing, much more tolerable. How the hell did we go from up six to now down by damn near 20? Well, if you listen to my friend Lou... That just answered my question. If you listen to my... Alley-oop! If you listen to my friend Lou, he'll tell you it's because the referees are against you. I mean, I can't even blame them for this one. I was going to say, I, I, I've seen a couple of calls that may have been considered questionable. But by and large, I think these these zebras have been more or less on it. Oh, yeah. And you barely even notice that they're there, which is how referees exactly should be. <gasps> Lou, still not fun watching these calls and being blown out, but everyone thought Miami was going out first round, so not worried. The shrug emoji. Uh, I had you beating USC. I then had you losing to Auburn because my regional final was Kansas versus Auburn originally. So, you know, I did have you guys in our re-bracket, though. I had this exact matchup and I had Kansas knocking you out. Yeah, like I said, my head told me Kansas. My heart was telling me Miami. Uh, See, I am, I am, I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. So like on, like on, I forget where that quote comes from, but I think it's Major League, actually. Greatest sports movie of all time tournament to continue tonight, next week, two weeks. We're not sure. We'll let you know. Yeah, we'll send out an announcement. We'll send out a tweet. So take a look at the W2M Network Twitter as far as tonight and also on the W2M Network Discord as well. We get a lot of announcements with different shows out there, especially now that we've got our calendar getting set up. I definitely won't be on the show next week. Right. So if we don't... Unless, unless, unless we run super late next Sunday. I wouldn't count on it. So next week, it'll just be most likely myself and one other, the main disembodied voice. But if both of my disembodied voices are going to be around tonight, then we will indeed continue the bracket. Otherwise... It will be on hiatus until the 10th. Well, you have to wait to hear back from, uh, you have to wait to hear back from, uh, Isbell too, if he's available tonight. Well, I'm pretty sure Isbell's going to be available tonight, but with the main disembodied voice, considering how he's running into some problems down in Gatorland in Gainesville, if he's in the mood. It's going to be a hell of a show. One would argue. One would argue that bitchy people makes for a more entertaining show. You're not wrong. That's why I emphasize with him being in the mood. We will definitely see. Whether or not he's up to discussing it is to be determined. Oh, I have a feeling he'll be up to being discussing it. Apparently, like I said. As much as I would have loved to be down there, work scheduling and stuff got in the way, plus now doing this. But today in particular, 
shit met fan and splattered. See, looking at someone like Remy Martin, I'm glad I don't drink cognac. And I ain't going to start either. All right, so you mentioned 0 for 5 in the first half for 3 for Kansas. 3 out of 6 in the second half. 50% overall for the game. Overall for the game, 3 out of 11 for 27.3%. Well, in the first half, they needed it. Now in the second half here, they don't. A free throw cuts it to 70 to 50. So! And apparently now it's going to become a... Really? What the hell just happened? 10 second violation? Maybe. Yeah, because the shot clock says 19, so possible. They reset the clock to 20, though, and that's usually side in for offense. Yeah. So maybe they called a foul on that long throw? No, since it was a 10 second violation across the timeline, it uh, is not in the front court. Side in Miami for the 20 second shot clock. Gotcha. Yeah, we've had issues with that. Uh, we've had issues with that press defense all season, actually. We can get teams out and running, we're fine. But if we end up getting trapped in our own backcourt, for some reason we've had a really hard time breaking the press this year. 12 straight three-point misses. I mean, I heard a cold as ice, but Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Is he okay? Yeah, he looks like he's okay. Lightfoot, you klutz. I can say that now that I know he's okay. Yeah. Oh, he got bumped. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say it was a little bit of an awkward bump, but he all right. He he took an elbow from uh from the Miami defender on the way down, which is what caused him to lose his footing. I think getting his foot down before he fell actually saved him there. And now Miller's fouled out. Well, what's the point at this point, really? I still imagine that there's going to be huge-ass pressing going forward, though. Well, I mean, down 20 with under three to go? I mean, hell, stranger things have happened, but not that strange. Again, if we make it a little bit more respectable... Win these last couple of minutes. I'm not mad. I am not mad. All right. Realistic. Realistically, here Kansas is winning this game at this point. Two minutes and yeah. thirty-eight seconds. Jayhawks up twenty. What yeah. would you be satisfied with at the final margin of victory? Like as as a Hurricane fan, what would you consider a positive going into next season with the team showing fight down these last two and a half minutes? If we can cut it to 10, if we can somehow cut it to 10, I'd be okay with that.
we don't look like um um I don't see that happening but I stand by that You realize that's the first time Ochai shot from out there all this entire game at least it feels like Yeah I take it back. It is his second three-point attempt. He's made both of them. It oh, might be walk-on time here. Now you go with the heartwarming story with Bill Self's dad. Damn it, Kevin Harlan. Are you actually listening to the commentators? Somewhat. I can't hear them at all. I have the TV muted. Well, the fact that I have it playing through my computer, that's how I'm able to listen to some of the commentators. Yeah, yeah, cut to the grandkids, blah, 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 damn it, CBS. And that looks like uh, Abaji's parents right in front of South's grandkids. I I think Kansas may have put in the backups and the walk-ons. I'm about 90% sure Kansas has put in the backups and the walk-ons. And of course, cuz I don't recognize I don't recognize a single player on the court right now for Kansas. I, nope, I take that back. 21 21. Why does that guy look familiar? The heartbreak of defeat. Right after they showed the a regional championship trophy. And uh, I was about to say, that would have been another three. Well done. Y'all beat us at our own game in the second half. I, that, I can't that lie. I can tell you right now who 21 is. That's Sheehan. <laughs> or Tehan. Chris Tehan, excuse me. He's a walk-on. He's been like one of our uh, non-scholarship players for like the last two seasons. Ah, so uh, one of your more super subs. Gotcha. The kind that usually only get into a game when it's late and it's a blowout. And at this point, not quite enough to kind of run out the clock with 48.2 seconds left. But at this point, two more possessions, call it a day. Absolute ferocious defense in the second half by Kansas, holding Miami to 15 points. Again, well done your part. You made the adjustments. You didn't let us get our threes. You took much better control of the pace. You hit your three-point shots. The crowd is chanting for a reason. I'm a little bit disappointed at the margin, but Kansas was just the better team. Well, in the second half, Kansas was the better team. I'd argue. Was that necessary? I said two possessions. They couldn't run out the shot clock at this point. 
Now we no, all. No, I don't disagree. Different. He basically shot that from the logo, though. You're in the tournament game. You're in the Elite Eight. Shoot your shot. Get to a viral moment. I'm not. If it was the other way around, I would have said the same thing. And we've officially gone final in the Midwest Regional Final in Chicago, Illinois. The one seed Kansas Jayhawks, 76. The Miami Hurricanes, 50. Kansas outscored 35-29 in the first half. Outscores Miami 47-15 in the second half in order to win by 26 after trailing by six at the break. Here's the thing. Like, I know it's disappointing. And to Kansas, if Kansas went out in the Elite Eight, that's a disappointment for a season mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. For Miami, this is school history for you guys. It is. This is why, not looking at the totality, I'm not mad. Not where you want it to be, obviously. Everybody that's playing basketball this time of year wanted to go to New Orleans. However... In this particular instance, for a school that had never been to an Elite Eight to get to an Elite Eight, you have to take an accomplishment out of that, right? I absolutely do. And for all the times, because let's not forget, for the longest time, we were a football school. Then we are a football and a baseball school. Those are still our two primary sports. And we I was going to say... I was just going to say, yeah, because um, with the recent hiring away of Oregon coach Mario Cristobal, and then aren't you guys ranked like fifth or sixth in the country right now in baseball? We were. I'm going to double check the rankings to see if like we still are. I'll do that while you. I'll do that while you talk. Go ahead. But for something like that, being a football school and a baseball school, and I even remember starting following Miami in the early 2000s. We were still in the Big East. Joining the Big East because of football in 91, we were absolutely nothing. Bottom of the barrel in basketball. So to cut our teeth as a basketball school in a conference like the Big East, when it was really the Big East back in those days, and to start to make strides and make the tournament, it was great. Now, out of all of our major sports, I have to say... In basketball, we are the best one, the most cohesive. And hiring Coach Laranyaga was one of the best moves that we could have made. I still tip my hat off to him. I tip my hat off to the team. Because, again, even in recent history, we had times when we were only running because of a lot of injuries, seven or eight players mired in the depths of the ACC. Still making some surprises. Now to come back and show our potential and what we can really do. Plus, being able to get an extra boost because of this in recruiting. Come on down to South Beach and hoop it up. We're working wonders. Miami is not currently in the top 25 in baseball. I didn't think so because I was looking up our baseball schedule and I'm like, we're not ranked. That's a bit of a thing. We've had a couple of eh years in baseball, especially since Jim Morris retired. 
So I'm going to double trying to, those standings. I'm trying to pull up the uh you guys are sixteen and six. Is that over sixteen and six overall? overall? Okay. How are we according to the RPI you're ranked eighteenth? Okay. We're sixteen and six overall, six and two in the ACC, a half game behind Virginia in the coastal division. Okay. Okay. See, I would think sixteen and six would be good enough for a top twenty-five ranking. Have you seen some of the teams in baseball? Hell, look at Virginia at twenty-two and two. Virginia yeah. at twenty-two and two is currently ranked tenth in, in the. Well, these the, these standings are a little bit out of date then. Because I'm looking at the these rankings. Are- Right and yeah, I'm seeing. I'm seeing Virginia at nineteen and one. Yeah, on NCAA.com. Oh yeah, they are probably going to change after the weekend because I know they update after each of the weekend series. Right, because Florida played Bama earlier this week, and then we had a game against Bethune Cookman, and then mm-hmm. somebody I, I I'm not sure who we played over the weekend. I think it might have been Georgia actually. Yeah. Oh, because the, the the Gators are fifteen and five and ranked eighth in the country. Yeah, Miami actually going for a series sweep of North Carolina, two two bottom of the twelfth. Okay. Sounds like somebody might be heading over to ESPN Plus once we wrap up here on Broadhurst Watkins. Oh, if they have it, because again, ACC Network, which even ESPN... Y'all haven't gotten that? No. No. Uh, Spectrum settled. We get ACC Network now. Of course you do. And Xfinity is still being Xfinity. You want to go ahead and pull up the banner? You can pull up the banner if it'll make you feel better. I'm pulling up the banner as I speak. Here's to you, Xfinity. We are two hours and 22 minutes. We're two hours and 22 minutes in. I say we call it a wrap right here, Eric. What do you say? Yep. We've had our fun. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Go KU. You damn sure better win it all to make me feel better. No pressure. Well, I will say this much. Apparently, interesting stat that my buddy Harv just sent me. Oh. The last three times that Kansas has played Villanova in the NCAA tournament, the winner of that game has won the title. I think it's 2-1 Jayhawks in that regard. I'm just saying it's doable. I'm pulling for it Unfortunately, I'm going to have to follow that game on my phone. Guess what next Saturday is, Eric? Ooh, isn't next Saturday WrestleMania? Night one of WrestleMania. 
Okay, yeah. The timing could not have worked out worse for us to have a good run. <laughs> and I won't be able to watch the game on Monday either because me and Rattledge are going live right after Raw with a special episode on Mar on April 4th of the Indiesiders. Expect a lot of updates at your request. I'm going to run it on my tablet if I can. Or the, the, if, if we make it to the chip, I'll run it on my tablet. That works. That works. The game, the game on Saturday, yeah, I'm going to have to follow on my phone. All right. Let's put a nice little tidy bow on this. You have been listening to the Broadhurst Watkins Sports Report, Sports in Black and White, Episode 5, Special Edition Sunday. Kansas versus Miami in the Elite Eight of the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. We are a presentation of the W2M Network online at w2mnet.com. You can find us in video format to watch our beautiful, handsome faces, if you would like to, by going to YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook, and checking us out on W2M Network everywhere except for Twitch, where it is W2M Net. Hey, you got it this time. In addition, if you prefer to take your podcast orally, gimmick infringement, check us out on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, CastBox, Google Pods, Apple Pods, Overcast, rate and review us five stars on Spotify, and check out the link to the Discord to converse with us available on, in the show description. Eric, where can people find you online? You can find me at Squid Sports Head on Twitter, where you can go ahead and commiserate with me about today's game, or if you want to toss me out ideas for other stuff, gladly. If I happen to continue the sleep schedule, you may see me live tweeting some cricket now that the Women's World Cup is in the semifinals or some other test matches or things. Definitely let me know. Uh, otherwise, you can find me on Facebook if you want to talk about some other stuff. You know the drill by now. Guy, wine, recliner, Eric Watkins. That'll be me. And when I'm not here on the Broadhurst Watkins Sports Report, I am with Ryan Espinoza with League to the Max or whatever. We're going to be back for the LCS playoffs, so stay tuned with that. That's on Mondays. Tuesdays, Life is Like a Game Show with Ryan, Harry, and Jonathan Nielsen. We will be wrapping up Prices Right month this week as we go into the other different bits and bobs that we haven't covered throughout the month. So expect various amounts of clips. If you want to see the previous episodes, go to the YouTube archives on W2M Network. Allegedly Wednesdays or Saturdays, soccer to the max. Check with the band who you can always send your hate mail to if you miss that show and want us to talk about it, s.garmer at gmail.com. That's where you go. Uh, aside from that, yeah, expect another episode of Point of Viewer. It's Sundays. If we're not continuing our bracket for the greatest sports movie of all time, we'll be talking about something. I may or may not have seen some different videos about Thailand, massage parlors, Pattaya women. 
I will discuss that more in depth one of these days. Possibly tonight. Possibly, yes. Needless to say, would make a trip to Thailand a lot easier on my end. ATV the Eagle, pretty. I, I can't. I can't top that. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> ATV the Eagle, pretty much everywhere. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Yahoo. Uh, obviously, hate mail to s.garmer, but ATV the Eagle at yahoo.com if you're interested in communicating. I am also on Facebook, Harry Broadhurst. By all means, feel free to shoot me a message, talk sports, wrestling, whatever it is you wish to talk. I'm by and large pretty friendly. Don't be a dick. That's all we ask. Same. It is the tagline of PO. It is the tagline of POV, after all. And, yeah, I think that'll about wrap us up here. We will be back with you for the next episode of BWSR on April 7th. Why does that date sound familiar, you might ask? Well, one, it's a Thursday, and that's our usual day. Mm -hmm. Two, it is opening day for Major League Baseball. Expect some stream of consciousness about opening day as well while we're on air. My Braves play at 7 o'clock. I got it. Oh, boy. Yeah, I got to see when my Rays are playing that day. It's going to be a weird season. It's going to be a weird season. North Carolina and St. Peter's is next on CBS if you guys are interested in checking that out as well if you're watching us. I picked North Carolina in this game. My heart is rooting for St. Peter's just because it's one hell of a story. Again. I'd like to see I'd like to see Cinderella keep dancing, but I think the clock strikes midnight. Again, we can get Duke North Carolina with Coach K one last time. But in the words of the great movie, the big Lebowski, you don't fuck with the Jesus. I'm just saying. Wiser. Just saying. Wiser. Wiser advice we have never given here on the BWSR. For Eric Watkins, I'm Harry Broadhurst. This has been Episode 5 of BWSR, the Broadhurst Watkins Sports Report, Sports in Black and White, a presentation of the W2M Network. We'll talk to you guys on April 7th. <laughs>